This is a podcast from Minute Media. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mello. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora, I'm joined by Max Mallow, and this is our last recording of 2021. Um, we're going to release this on New Year's Eve, so super exciting. Uh, last week we did our kind of year in review of 2021, so now we're going to look ahead to 2022 because there are some exciting releases coming out in the world of horror, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, uh, crazy, crazy year in the bag. Um, yeah, our fifty-sixth overall episode, and our first episode of New of this year was back on January seventh, which was episode eleven when we covered or when we did the the Would You Rather episode, mm. uh, which was fun. But that was. M- my math checks out fifty-five, fifty-six total episodes. No, forty, forty-five, <laughs> or forty-six. Yeah, okay. Anyway, math is not my strong suit. Uh, crazy, crazy amount of episodes. Almost an yeah. episode every uh, every week. Um, it's been a really exciting year. But 2022 is right up there because there are some big franchises coming back. There are some new releases coming out that um, we're really excited for. One of which, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about, has been delayed until later in the year, which stinks. Um, and some stuff that, uh, you know, could rival this year. Cause this, this year overall was pretty strong for horror movies. Um, mm-hmm. granted it was kind of like a big mashup of stuff that was also supposed to come out last year, but was delayed because yeah. of COVID. So, um, a lot of big name releases this year, but 2022 has, especially in the beginning, three big well, two big franchises, and one, mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, has a has a diehard follow. Maybe that's even a little strong, but people know yeah. what it, people know what it is. It's a movie I thought already came out and was like done and dusted <laughs> already. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited for 2022. And you just told me you bought your scream tickets already, right? I did. I was looking at all the movies coming out in 2022 to prepare for this episode, and I was like, holy shit, Scream is coming out in two weeks. Um, I'm just going to buy tickets now so I don't forget to get them, and now I know I'm definitely going on January 14th, so that's that's exciting. I'm excited. Nice. Are you doing a smaller theater, multiplex? A smaller one. They so usually I like to go to the Nighthawk by me, but they never sell tickets that far in advance. So mm. I just got one for a small theater near me that always has tickets in advance because they use Fandango. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a, a strong start to 2022, hopefully, when it hopefully. comes to horror movies. Um, and yeah, we'll be covering specifically movies. Of course, there's a bunch of TV that'll come out next year, most notably Stranger Things season four, uh, which. Mm-hmm is highly anticipated it's up on our lists when it comes to things we're most excited about um but we're specifically talking movies hopefully as the world continues to cope and deal with the omicron variant um Mm -hmm. uh, omicron omicron um omarion omarion (laughs) oh that twitter trend was funny um the you know the world becomes safer again to continue to go to theaters and you know when i went to go see spider-man you know they had mask mandates and stuff like that Mm -hmm. social distancing uh and it was spider-man it was fun (laughs) you know we don't have to talk about too much i do have some (laughs) overall issues with the movie but the the you know the twitter hype around it of being like the greatest thing that's ever come out i was like man like you know don't look up was on netflix and that was also good but also scared the crap out of we could have reviewed that movie because that movie it's a horror movie it's a comedy and it's a horror movie yeah it it stressed (laughs) me the fuck out (laughs) but yeah uh super excited for 2022 um and uh, excited to talk about what we have eight movies on our list which is uh, i'm trying to think about when we looked ahead for this year if we had that many movies i know i don't 
I feel like there were movies that didn't have release dates yet. Like, there were a bunch of them. So this is exciting that we have seven with legitimate release dates, and the last one is a reported release date, which is yet to be confirmed. But that's a lot. Yeah, it is. And that one that we'll talk about, uh, which is the last on our list, so you have to listen to the whole episode, or you can skip ahead, um, <laughs> might be the one that I'm the most excited about. Like, I'm super excited about Scream. Scream's my favorite horror franchise of all time. And the first one is my favorite horror movie of all time. But it's coming out so soon that it doesn't feel like a 2022 thing. You yeah. Know, the time again is something that has completely been changed with the pandemic. Nothing feels like it is. <laughs> I remember talking to my grandparents before Christmas. And they were like, hopefully we'll see you in like a couple weeks. And I was like, uh, I'm seeing you for Christmas, which is next week. And they were like, Christmas is next week. <laughs> and it's not because they're old. They were just like, holy crap, time is this weird concept now uh, yeah. since COVID. But yeah, no, I'm super excited for that one. And I'm super excited to talk about it because hopefully it's big. Hopefully it's big. But the first one on our list and the first one, which you already have tickets to, is Scream mm -hmm. 2022 or Scream 5, or 5 Cream, Scream, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. The For me, like I said, the one I'm most excited about because I love this franchise so much, but the one I'm also the most worried about. Because if this movie stinks, mm -hmm. I'm going to be really, really sad. And I don't have a lot of faith in sequels recently doing well. I know. In all of Hollywood as a whole. Like, outside of horror, Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood Halloween Kills <laughs> was awful. We all know that. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have The Matrix 4, which is... The most mid-movie I've ever seen in my life. It was such a 5 out of 10 that I can't even begin to describe it. Uh, <laughs> Space Jam 2 was the worst movie of the year. Um, and that's all I got off the top of my head. <laughs> I feel like, though, maybe this one will be good. And then if they're doing another one, that one will be bad. If it's going to follow the Halloween Ooh. pattern. I think this trailer is very strong, and I think it has a lot of potential. So I'm going to be optimistic about it. I agree. But Halloween Kills had a super strong trailer. It did. You and I were super hyped about it because mm -hmm. the whole premise of like the town turning on Michael Myers and the town going out to fight the boogeyman that has haunted their town for years and years was a cool mm -hmm. concept. And then it turned into Evil Dies Tonight, which was the worst concept ever. Um, the, the thing that I worry about and to kind of like poke holes in what you just said was mm -hmm. that Halloween 2018 was like a complete revamp where this is, seems like just a follow up of Scream 4 with a new story yeah. and Scream 4, I didn't hate, there are some really fun parts in it. Um, mm -hmm. some of the casting was really strong. Like I love Emma Roberts. I love Hayden Panettiere. Uh, obviously, all the OGs come back, um, and you have uh, one of the Culkin brothers in it, who's also really, really good. But the the thing that I worry about it, especially with some of like the rumors that I've seen, are like mm -hmm. people think that like Randy is still alive, and it's going to be yeah. like, some kind of big twist that Jamie Kennedy wasn't killed in the second movie, which I think is stupid. And, like, massive retconning that doesn't need to happen. Or it's, like, a disciple of Randy, some internet crazy fan, which would yeah. be very on brand, I guess, for, you know, the times. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just worried. Yeah. I think that the ending and the, the big reveal, obviously, has to be very, very strong because it looks very fun. And, like, you know, the trailer looks good. But, yeah, it could just be another basically a remake of everything that happens in every movie except for the first one because the first one is perfect yeah the first one is a perfect film uh you've got some familiar faces from modern times uh, appearing here uh dylan minette who's been in don't breathe 13 reasons why yeah what was that other netflix movie that he was in about the haunted house like open house the open house that? that's what it was that was bad um he also played jack's son <laughs> in lost <laughs> um 
Jenna Ortega, um, who was in Insidious Chapter 2, is also in the movie. All the OGs are, well, the three the three main OGs are returning um, in Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox. Um, and it'll be awesome to see those characters return. And then also mm-hmm. the OGist of the OGs, which is Roger L. Jackson, voice in yeah. Ghostface. So, um, you know, I l- I'm glad that he's coming back because... I enjoyed the Scream MTV show a little bit. I, you know, mm-hmm. it was better than I expected it to be, but I also missed like just the pairing of the OG voice of Roger Jackson yeah. and the OG Scream mask. So I'm super excited for all that stuff. I just worry how much they're going to talk about and tie into with Scream 4. Because it's not like Scream 4 came out like that long ago. It, no. is, a, it is a direct sequel to the 2011 movie. Um, and there's just a bunch of things they can do and a bunch of things I hope they don't do, like mm-hmm. tying in Emma Roberts' character and and how, you know, the idea of in Scream 2, uh, the killers, which I necessarily don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen the Scream <laughs> franchise because it's amazing. Well, the first one's amazing, but mm-hmm. two and three are fun to watch, and so is four. Um you know, two was connected to one in the same way of Hollywood sequels and all that type of stuff. So I wonder if five is going to be connected to four and it's going to be this kind of new trilogy they're trying to do. I don't know. But it's also been so... Uh, it has been decently long since this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm worried. I'm excited, though. <laughs> I think I think I'm cautiously optimistic, I think, is actually a good way to put it. Um, yeah. Me too. The interesting interesting thing about this movie is that it'll be the first one not directed by Wes Craven, but the guys that are directing it, the duo, or the duo who directed Ready or Not, one of the co-writers wrote Ready or Not, and then the other co-writer, James Vanderbilt, wrote movies like Zodiac, The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, so... They got some good people behind it. I think that should reassure us a little bit. Yeah. I love me some Garfield Spider-Man. Yeah. I love Andrew Garfield. So criminally <laughs> underrated as a person. Um, the the Ready or Not stuff does excite me because Ready or Not was a phenomenal movie. Yeah. If you like Scream and like meta horror movies like that, you'll really enjoy Ready or Not. It's like not not super love meta, it. but it's very self-aware, uh, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um and then, yeah, you know, the poster's cool. The poster looks really cool. <laughs> the trailer is good. Not saying that guarantees anything, but it's a very good sign. It could suck. Yeah. Do you think one of the OGs die? Because uh, they, they did the fake-out death with Gale in the fourth one. Yeah. And they did a fake-out death with Dewey in... Three? No. One. Can't remember. But they definitely did a fake out death <laughs> with Gail. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I hope it's not predictable, though. Mm. It more than likely should. It, it, well, it shouldn't be. Right. Because screen movies aren't supposed to be predictable like that. Yeah, I know they're not supposed to be. <laughs> and if they're, and if you know, if you're like, oh, I always knew Billy and Stu were the killers in the end. It's like, okay, cool. Well, you're really smart. No, you didn't. And you paid. The most attention out of everybody. But the movie leads you along a path to believe that Billy clears his name. So, mm-hmm. either way. Um, yeah, you know, I hope this movie this movie does justice to the franchise, does justice to the late, great Wes Craven, who brought this movie to life, and so many other horror movies that we know and love today. Um, and, yeah, hopefully this movie sets a tone of a good and strong year for horror in 2022. Um, go check out the trailer. Like Natalie mentioned, it is a strong trailer. And let's make a prediction now. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say Dylan Minnette is the killer. <laughs> that would be believable. Yeah, I just have a feeling. Like, I'm going to keep my eyes on him throughout the entire okay. movie. Right. Or he'll be like the red herring and he'll be like, it wasn't me all along. But then yeah. at the, in the post credit scene, it will be him all along. <laughs> Which is... Maybe a better post credit scene than Don't Look Up. Don't look up. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange post credit scene in that movie. Um, but yeah, Scream, January 14th, 2022. 
a movie that we will 100% be reviewing and yes. be our first big review of the year. The next one on the list is the movie that I thought came out already. <laughs> and I literally had, we had like a 20 minute conversation this morning being like, uh, this movie came out already. Did it not? And you're like, no, it didn't. No. Um, and it is a prequel to the, again, I don't want to say diehard following cult classic. It's cool. not, yeah, it's cult following, things. but not a cult classic. <laughs> yeah, um, which is Orphan. Uh, Orphan First Kill. Um, the yeah. movie that stars Isabel Furman as Esther, mm -hmm. uh, the character that creeped everybody out in the first movie. Um, and yeah, this is a prequel to the, f yeah. the original. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yep, and I was just telling Max earlier today that reading the synopsis, it seems like the exact copy of Orphan, but her first victims, basically. Um, so there's a there isn't a trailer out yet, which I'm also perplexed about because it's coming out in January, but we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, but it follows uh, Esther again, a prequel, um, and she basically is um, a pretending to be a young girl again and she has um these parents and she basically is like tricking them into believing she's a kid and that she's trying to break them up and everything like that basically orphan the original one um but it's called first kill because it's going to be you know following her journey into her first kill so there's that. I don't know how strong that sounds, but I'm excited to check out a trailer and, and hopefully it looks a little bit better than it sounds right now. Yeah. Um, again, a sequel that I don't think most of us needed. Mm -hmm. um, because, again, this movie wasn't like the most popular thing in the world. It had like a crazy twist in the end. Mm -hmm. But... But we know it now. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going <laughs> to twist us this time but um yeah january 28th not a movie that i'm super excited for and a movie i don't know if we're gonna review yeah it's but, gonna be in theaters it's gonna be um in theaters but it's by paramount so it'll probably go on paramount plus soon after nice that's good to know um scream is also a paramount movie at least it's being distributed by paramount so mm -hmm. I wonder if that will also be a release because I don't think people know, but the HBO Max partnership comes to an end. It's done. When in 2022? Yeah, there aren't that Warner Brothers partnership doesn't exist anymore. Mm. I think Matrix Four was the last movie as part of that partnership, which mm -hmm. upsets me because that was the greatest thing of this year, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I know it was really nice. I think they are doing some movies on HBO Max, but it's like it's later. Right. It won't be same day releases in theaters. Yeah, one because one of the movies on our list I just read about it this morning is Warner Brothers, but it's gonna stream forty five days later on HBO Max. So it's still something, but yeah, not this sim simultaneous release that was really really nice this year. Right, and of course you know it's great for the the sake of what was going on in the world and mm -hmm. the uncertainties surrounding COVID and stuff like that. But, you know, in our ideal world, we're going to theaters next year, and there's mm -hmm. no there's no real risk um, because that's how movies should be enjoyed, especially on release. And mm -hmm. I miss going to a theater consistently. I miss having movie popcorn. I'm biased. You know, I grew up... I didn't grow up in a movie theater, but, you know, my grandpa has owned a movie theater for most of my life. And mm -hmm. I love everything about the cinema. Um, so hopefully, you know, the lack of not having that HBO Max same day release thing, which was amazing, um, is is made up by being able to go back to theaters, you know, fully and safely once again. Um, but yeah, I will not be going to the theaters to see this movie. I'll tell you right now. I just not, I don't have really any interest in it, unfortunately. Um, maybe we'll review the first one. One day, I think that movie's worth reviewing because yeah, it's definitely a, a unique um, horror movie for sure with its twist. But yeah. you know, we you know we got *Malignant* this year, and that was the most unique twist in a movie that I've ever seen. So <laughs> you're right. The, to me, the orphan twist is like 
it's chump change. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> like that was so last decade. <laughs> but yeah, um, where does this rank for you? Are you? How excited are you for this movie? Not really. Um, I'm interested. I wouldn't say I'm super excited, but I'll probably watch it in theaters. Might as well. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather risk it for Scream, but also, like, yeah. I'd be, hmm. I think I'd be more happy, or I'd be more surprised if this movie is overall more more coherent and surprising to me. Like, I'd be more surprised by this movie being good than I think yeah. Scream 5, because, again, the twist of the original kind of, you know, makes this prequel a bit dull. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was a sequel, I think I'd be more excited. But because it's a prequel, like, I don't know. Not too interested in the origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But the next one, and we probably take our first break, but the next one is the th- third on our list of another franchise returning, and one that has a ton of... Uh, ton of talk around it, really, because uh, to me, this is probably a bigger release than Scream, even though Scream for me is my my movie, my franchise. Um, this one's a big one. Yep. Yeah, and I I just have a lot of feelings about it, but we'll take our first quick break, and then we'll be right back to talk about it. So we are talking about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's going with the pattern. No name after it, no number, just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is coming to Netflix. And I, as much as I love this franchise just as the first movie and um, just Leatherface as a villain, we definitely don't need this. And... There's a high chance it's going to be bad. Will I watch it immediately? Yes. But I have little to no faith in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of, like, the, I guess, original movies that have spawned what we know horror mm-hmm. is to know, like, what horror is today, right? One of the original slasher movies, one of the most iconic villains in the history of the genre um, as a Netflix movie and a mm-hmm. reboot more or less of the franchise. Like it's not specifically a reboot, um, but you know, we haven't had a, a Texas Chainsaw movie since Leatherface in 2017, which yeah. wasn't good. And no. most of the movies after the second one aren't good. Um, you know, I'm still here for some Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Just shenanigans in the next generation. But, you know, the original and the second one are the ones that are the most, you know, regarded as the best in the franchise. But still, Leatherface is that. He's that guy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The the idea... I think Leatherface also, other than Freddy... And I'm not putting Chucky in this this group because, (laughs) you know, I hate Chucky. Um... (laughs) was the most terrifying to me because it mm-hmm. was this giant guy dressed up in other people's skin carrying a chainsaw running people down and that scared the crap out of me mm-hmm. um you know at least from michael you could run away michael doesn't move very fast he teleports no. but he doesn't move very fast <laughs> um freddie was in your dreams which you know i never bought into the I idea of a guy from a dream <laughs> coming to kill me in real life that didn't make any sense to me but mm-hmm. leatherface to me was like, okay, cool. If I wind up somewhere, um, last place I want to be is being chased by a giant guy with a chainsaw who wants to eat me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some hopeful positives we can draw from this. Mm-hmm. One, it's an original story being co-written by Fede Alvarez and uh, Roto Sayaguez. Hope I pronounced that name correctly. Um, Fede obviously did Don't Breathe, and the Evil Dead remake, which mm-hmm. we both love that movie. One of the best horror remakes, reboots, reboot quills of all time. 
Um, mm-hmm. We're leaving that in 2021, by the way. That whole shtick we do, that, that's that gone. We're not putting okay. that up anymore. Even though we're <laughs> definitely going to have to with all the sequels that are coming out in 2022. Um, but we both have a ton of respect for, for Fetty. Uh, mm-hmm. And Netflix is on the rebound for us. You know, at, yeah. the, at the beginning of the year, we were like, when we did our favorite horror movies that were streaming, Netflix was pretty low for us when it came to horror. Uh, oh, yeah. And that's, you know, part of the intricacies of the whole streaming capitalistic monopolies. Where, <laughs> I don't know how it works, but, you know, I'm sure people can understand what I'm talking about when it comes to like, okay, you'll see this movie on Netflix for a couple months and then you'll go to Amazon Prime three months mm-hmm. later and it's there now. And you're like, whoa, when did that happen? And, you know, most people don't know how streaming rights work when it comes to movies. But Netflix had a really strong year. It had the Fear Street movies, which we mm-hmm. all enjoyed. Um, there was Don't Look Up, which isn't a horror movie, but is a big release with a huge cast. Meryl Streep and, and Leo and J-Law. And, do they call him t No, they just call him Timothy. Yeah, I guess so. Um, well, you would know. You're the super fan. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, Ariana Grande, Tyler Perry, Kid Cudi. Like, yeah. that's a stacked cast for a Netflix movie. Um, and then, of course, Stranger Things Season 4, which, you know, whenever Stranger Things comes out, the whole Netflix hype of the best streaming platform ever made is mm-hmm. brought back up. So there are some positives around that. The negatives, though, are, again, we're just worried that there's no track record of Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies being good in this day and age. Yeah. It's also 81 minutes long, which I just I just have to laugh. It's going to be garbage. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Holy cow. <laughs> but there is one interesting part about this is that Sally, the final girl, the last survivor in the original movie, is going to be in this. Unfortunately, she was recast because the original actress has since passed away. Hmm. But that's interesting. It's something to make it a little bit more original and not just the same story again and again. Because there's a little teaser that's out and it there's nothing original about it. Yeah. So I'm it, excited to see a full-length trailer and then I'll have my full opinion. But I don't know. Yeah, just reading the premise of it, which is on Wikipedia, people can go read it. Um, it sounds just like the original, except yeah. there's the twist in there thrown at the end that Sally Hardesty is out there looking mm-hmm. for revenge on what happened. And that ending scene of, of the original yeah. Chainsaw is one of the most terrifying final moments in a horror movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like that, the, uh, just Sally screaming in the back of the truck, like, screaming, but also overjoyed that she's got away, but also screaming at the terror that she just had to witness with all of her friends and everything. Like, one of the scariest moments in a horror mm-hmm. movie. And it's supposed to be a happy ending because she escaped. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Not a lot of optimism surrounding this one. <laughs> that hour and 21 minute thing you just mentioned actually <laughs> makes me really nervous. How are you going to do a coherent movie in an hour and 20 minutes? about one of the uh, one of the big four, right? Yeah. Freddie, Jason, Michael, and uh, and Leatherface. Yeah. At least we know if it's terrible, it won't be like three hours long. <laughs> yeah. Don't Look Up did... Yeah, don't, that was how I felt during Don't Look Up. I was like, this movie is really long, and I don't know yeah. how this is going to end, and I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that one comes out on February 18th. Um, that is one we will definitely be reviewing. It's yeah. easily accessible on Netflix. Um, and it's one that we hope is good. But it's probably up there when it comes to the ones we don't expect to be good. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the next one is one that we are both super excited for. One that had a, uh, a banging trailer come out. But it was unfortunately delayed um, yeah. from a January release to a June release. Which is upsetting. It's a big drop-off, um, but it is uh, the new Blumhouse movie, The Black Phone, uh, which stars Ethan Hawke as the Grabber, as he's being called, 
He grabs yeah. things or people, um, as you see in the trailer. And it's directed by Scott Derrickson, who um, has done some of the uh, best horror movies um, of mm-hmm. the last decade of the 2010s um, in Sinister um, and Deliver Us From Evil, which people might not like that movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um Sinister 2 as well. He didn't direct Sinister 2, uh, but he wrote and produced it. Uh, he also did Doctor Strange, which is one of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. And Doctor Strange is the best. And I wish he was doing the second one because it was I supposed know. to be a horror movie. And I think a horror movie in the MCU would be brilliant, but it doesn't fit into the whole idea of, you know, how you're going to do crappy comedic dialogue every 10 yep. minutes in a horror movie. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't work like that in the yeah. MCU. But Sam Raimi is doing it. And obviously Sam Raimi, the legend. Um, but yeah, the, this this new movie, uh, the Black Phone. We're both extremely excited for this because it looks like a unique take. You don't get much from the trailer in terms of what is actually going to happen in the film, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of uh, you know not the most popular thing to do in trailers today. I feel like trailers for movies, you know, more or less explain exactly what's going on. Especially mm-hmm. in big, like big Hollywood releases, um, like there's that new Jake Gyllenhaal movie coming out uh, called Ambulance. Hmm. Have you seen the trailer for that? I don't think so. Yeah, don't watch it because unless okay. you're if you're interested in seeing the movie, the entire movie is basically explaining the trailer. <laughs> gotcha. Like, Action thriller. I'll probably skip it. Yeah, it showed before Spider Man. Gotcha. And I was sitting there, and I was like, this is the whole movie. Like, is this going to end? Yeah. It was really, really bad. Um, Which is a shame, because, like, Joan Hall is a phenomenal actor. Um, Yes. But, yeah, The Black Phone. Um, Supernatural horror. You know, right up your your alley. Supernatural horror Mm -hmm. gets to me sometimes. (laughs) Um, But give me your thoughts. You excited for this movie? Yeah, I think this might be my most anticipated movie coming out. Um, Scott Derrickson just doesn't miss when it comes to horror. Exorcism of Emily Rose, like, I watched that shit so much growing up, and it scared me so much. And it's awesome because this movie is based on a short story by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. He's had a bunch of titles adapted into shows and movies, so... He is super strong. I kind of want to read the short story, but I don't want to ruin it for me if they follow it completely. Um, I'm really, really hyped for this. And the trailer is really, really great. Like you said, it doesn't give too much away. Like, I know it's supernatural horror, and I'm kind of wondering, like, are there going to be the ghosts of the previous victims of the the grabber guy? Um, There's a lot of questions coming out of the trailer, which I really, really love. So... I'm really excited for this. I am just so sad that they pushed it back. But uh, the good news is, if anyone doesn't want to go to theaters, it will be streaming on Peacock 45 days after its release. So a little long, but at least it's coming um, at some point. But yeah, that'll be right in the in the smack dab of the summer, though. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and Blumhouse, Blumhouse has a recent track record of having really strong original releases mm-hmm. uh, Happy Death Day and the sequel To You uh, were both really fun I enjoyed both of those um, I mean dating back to 2017 Get Out mm-hmm. um, you know Jordan Peele's directorial debut one of the best overall movies of the 2010s and of this century so far um, Split which obviously was a sequel to Unbreakable um I loved that movie. Glass wasn't so good, which I was upset about. Um, Ma, which was interesting. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Such um, a guilty pleasure. But there are some duds in here. Um, oh, sorry. And I can't forget The Invisible Man, which yeah. is uh, more or less a remake, um, but updated for modern times. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of 2020. And Freaky, which yeah. is a new take on a recycled you know, all the tropes of slasher horror movies um, and Freaky Friday. So a lot of hits, but also a lot of duds. Uh, mm-hmm. The Craft Legacy, I heard that was really bad. Um, Did I watch that? Halloween Kills, <laughs> god awful. Uh, the Hunt, 
which I wanted to review. Oh, yeah, I watched that. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah, I heard it was not as good as some people thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the Forever Purge, the first Purge, the Purge of Forever and First. There's just too many Purge movies. We've already talked about <laughs> All this. All the Purge movies, yeah. <laughs> uh, Truth or Dare, which was not good. I didn't want to watch that. After your raving review, I did not choose to watch it. Yeah, not good. Um, <laughs> Us, which... It's a pretty polarizing movie, I think. People either love it or they hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's tough, right? Because it's the follow-up to Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I'm super excited for this one. Interesting note, though. Um, because I was looking at uh, Mr. Derrickson's uh, Wikipedia page. So, he right. was originally attached to write this movie... Uh, with oh, I lost it. Where was it? Here it is. Um, so he was working on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with Marvel mm-hmm. um, when he wanted to make the Black Phone with C. Robert Cargill, who's someone that he mm-hmm. works with um, frequently. Yeah. So Derrickson couldn't work on it because of Doctor Strange 2 that Cargill began to look for other filmmakers. Mm-hmm. As a result, Derrickson asked Cargill to postpone the movie until he was able to do it. And Cargill was like, sure. We can wait. Mm-hmm. Right after that, Derrickson had issues with Marvel over the direction of Multiverse of Madness, so he left and then decided to work on Black Phone instead. Which is interesting. Sounds like a good choice. Yeah, well, I mean, if he got his full vision, again, one of my favorite horror directors. Um, yeah. Yeah. If he was able to do a horror Marvel movie, I think it would have slapped, and I would have, yeah. you know, defended that movie um, because of how much I respect Derrickson um, and his uh, directing style. Um, but it's interesting that he was like, "Okay, cool. Like, let's just wait on this. It's really good, mm-hmm. but like, we got to do this." And then I wonder if there was like that added pressure of like, "Okay, cool. We got this. We can push this off." that he was able to focus on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And then when the creative issues popped up, he was like, screw this. I'm just going to go do the yeah. movie that I want to do. And Probably. Yeah, I, I, I think this movie is going to be really good. I'm really excited for it. I don't want to overhype it, but I feel like there's no way it's going to be bad. It might not be as good as I'm thinking, but there's no way it's going to be straight up bad. Like, yeah. it's just not possible. Yeah. Um, James Ransone is also attached uh, to be in the movie. Uh, he obviously played the deputy in Sinister 1 and 2, and also like played the adult Eddie in It Chapter 2, which is also a movie that was just too long. Yeah. It was too long and not good. Um, this movie is 102 minutes. Perfect. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Compared to 120. How are you going to do a Texas Chainsaw direct sequel <laughs> and only make it 80 minutes long? I'm interested. <laughs> It's a little disturbing. <laughs> it is very uh, worrying, which is like, it's it's strange because like you look at run times and you're like, okay, cool. This movie is either the perfect time or wow, this is a long movie. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll buckle in for a you know, time to either put my butt on the couch or you know, in, in a movie theater seat mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's rare that you look at a runtime and you go, oh, that's concerning. That happens with, I think, so many times just low-budget or bad horror movies. So that's why I'm, I have a bad feeling. Yeah, no, it's fair. Um, the next one, I think, my, is also in my top three. I think one movie, again, when I'm not counting screen because it, so, it comes out so soon. Yeah. Um, Black Phone is in my top three anticipated. The last one we'll talk about is in my top three. Uh, mm-hmm. And this one is definitely... And it might be number one, um, which is Nope. Uh, yeah. Nope, which is just a great name for a movie. Um, and it is uh, the next Jordan Peele film, uh, which is coming from his Monkey Paw Productions banner, uh, starring Daniel Kaluuya, uh, the Oscar award-winning Daniel Kaluuya, uh, yeah. Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Yun, who is phenomenal, um, The Walking Dead, The Humans, which was on Showtime that I watched. Yeah, I watched that one. Oh, you did? Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was very, it was entertaining. I mean, I was like in their conversation, like 
<laughs> not at the edge of my seat, but yeah, it definitely had me. Yeah, I Richard Jenkins. I thought Amy yeah. Schumer was also really good in that movie. She was, yeah, I know. I was like, you should just do like dramas now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, my girlfriend recommended it because I think it was originally a play as well. If I'm remembering that correctly. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and Stephen Yeun is in that as well, and he is really yeah. good in that. That movie. Uh, I suggest everyone watch. It might be a little difficult to get access to it because it is a Showtime movie. And I feel yeah. like show, Showtime for me as a kid was always the one movie channels like, that, set that I didn't have. I had yeah. HBO. I had Stars. I didn't have Showtime. <laughs> um, hence why I never watched Dexter. Mm-hmm. So, And what was the other one? Banshee. Do you remember Banshee? Yeah, I never watched that. Because that was from Alan Ball, I think, right? I'm not sure. I think he left True Blood to work on Banshee, if I'm remembering correctly. Maybe not. I might just be spewing a bunch of BS. But, um, yeah, the next Jordan Peele film, I mean, how can you not be excited for it? You know, Jordan Peele is one of the most respected names in all of media entertainment. Yeah. You know, if you were a fan of Key and Peele back in the day, um, if you're a fan of Get Out, if you're a fan of Us, The Twilight Zone, which I never finished, but the first two episodes I remember watching were really strong. I really enjoyed them. Um Candyman, which you really liked. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, he produced the movie, right? Candyman? Yeah. Yeah, and then Nia DaCosta directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how can you not be excited for this movie? I'm just so interested in seeing what this movie is about. I know. I can't wait. I know we kind of um, analyzed the um, poster when it first came out, and it's showing kind of the sky, and it looks like... It looks like there's a cloud with kind of like a kite string attached to it. I don't really know what's going on, but the name is really funny. The cast is great. Like you said, Jordan Peele, amazing. And yeah, I'm just hyped to see a trailer for this or spills or just anything else, a teaser, something so we know kind of what's going on because we don't even have a synopsis right now, but I'm extremely excited. Yeah. Uh, Again, I wasn't the biggest fan of Us, it's a super mm-hmm. interesting concept that I just think was a little flawed in some of the overall direction. Some of the performances in the movie were really, really good. Uh, yeah. But just for me, it didn't really work as a movie, especially towards the end. There were some plot holes in mm-hmm. it. Um, but Get Out is phenomenal. Uh, and the trailer for us was really good. Like yeah. the remake of um, I Got Five, I got five on, on It. it. Like, <laughs> oh, man. That I remember being like, yo, this is the movie. Like, this is going to yeah. be it. Um, and I was sad that it didn't work. But also, like, my uncle thinks that movie is, like, phenomenal in all of yeah. the things that it's trying to say. And I was like, yeah, but, like, structurally, there are things wrong with the movie. And he's like, no, it's phenomenal. Like, you got to see what they're saying. And I'm like, yeah, but, like there are these issues with the movie. <laughs> He's like, they're like, I can't, t- I can't do this. I can't talk about movies with my family, especially uh-huh. my mom who, um, I was like, uh, I mentioned the matrix, right? Like mm-hmm. that movie was the first R rated movie. She let me watch. And it was the first R rated movie that she and my dad took, uh, me and my stepbrother to see, uh, in theaters, uh, reloaded mm-hmm. the second one. And I was like, Oh, there's a fourth matrix movie out. And she's like, Oh yeah, me and your dad are going to watch it tonight. And I was like, okay. And then she texted me and she's like, I loved that movie. And I was like, cool, I'm up for adoption. I did it, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the worst when there's a movie you just know is like just not good and someone's like, oh, I loved it. And you're like, I don't want to be a dick right now. But like, yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to be like, well, it sucks actually. Right. I just, you know, it's <laughs> part of doing this like podcast with you is that we got to review mm-hmm. things. We got to look at things critically. And mm-hmm. I think it's hard for people our age not to look at movies critically. Yeah. You know, nowadays. And, you know, the other side of that is, why is everything got to be looked at critically? Why can't you just enjoy the movie? And I'm like, well, yeah, cool. Like, I enjoyed Spider-Man a bunch, but, like, I still had some issues with the movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I'm sure my... Like, <laughs> the Matrix 4 is the full, like, Force Awakens experience mm. in Matrix form, which I didn't... I haven't watched it yet. I didn't like that. And my mom was like, I loved it. And I was like, okay, mom. Like, cool. But, Good to know. Yeah. But she also really liked Spencer. And I fucking loved that movie. So Me too. My mom doesn't have bad taste. I just need to tell her <laughs> that, no, mom, you can't like The Matrix. It's not good. <laughs> um, but yeah, July 22nd, the third Jordan Peele original movie. Can't wait. Exciting. Yeah. I like, 
this is up there when it comes to like just when a uh, a director has a new movie coming out i'm just super excited like robert mm-hmm. eggers ari aster ari aster yeah um i put scott derrickson in that conversation but he's not uh he hasn't been as prominent over the past three four years as those yeah. other names have been with uh you know uh the witch um the lighthouse the northman hereditary midsummer jordan peele get out us etc cetera, etc cetera. but the names where it's like okay cool they've got a new movie coming out this year's gonna be hot yeah that's so true speaking of ari aster his new movie is coming out in 2022 but so so sadly it's not a horror movie yeah <sighs> whatever but why like why ari like <laughs> you make great horror movies just keep doing that forever <laughs> not nah, like i know not nah, good good for him um also the northman which i know isn't oh it's not going to be a horror movie um, it's very much. It's a- closer. I feel like that one's going to be closer than the Disappointment Boulevard one, the Ari Aster one, because that one is just like horror or sorry drama comedy, and I'm like, no, yeah, I don't want that. But just knowing Ari Aster, I feel like that movie, even though it's not even in the realm, will probably mm-hmm. mind fuck me more. Probably. <laughs> and like, I will just be in awe of the Northman because <laughs> Robert Eggers has such a, an amazing eye mm-hmm. when it comes to directing. Like the Lighthouse is in my top five movies of the last decade. Yeah. It's that movie is perfect. It's perfect. Um, and Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are just legends. Legends of the cinema. Um, (laughs) and his Batman, I'm going to fight for forever and ever. As long as the movie's good. Which like that movie needs to be good. I don't care about screen five really anymore. (laughs) The Batman (laughs) needs to be good. Um, but yeah, no, July 22nd. It's in your top three, I'm sure, anticipated. Yeah, I think so. I, I'll be way more excited when we get a teaser for it. Right now, it seems like it's still, like, we don't know enough about it, or it's still far away enough that it doesn't seem like it's coming up in 2022. But once we get closer, I'll be hyped. Yeah, I assume, like, maybe, like, February, March, we'll get a trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then we got three more movies to talk about, um, and one more break to take. Um, mm-hmm. And two of these movies, well, one of them is a big, a big worry for both of us. Yes. So I guess let's take our final break and we'll talk about the next movie on our list. So the next movie on our list is Don't Worry Darling, which is going to be a psychological thriller horror movie directed by Olivia Wilde, starring Harry Styles. Florence Pugh, Gemma Chan, um, and a few other familiar faces. There is only a teaser out right now, which is extremely short. It doesn't seem too much like a thriller horror movie, but apparently that's kind of what it is. Um, And the synopsis is basically there's um, a woman in the 1950s, and there's something about she's a housewife and her husband is hiding a dark secret. So that's kind of all we know right now. But I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, I just have a strong feeling that Harry Styles is going to be good in this movie. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it's going to be the dark secret husband. I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah, (laughs) no, like, I have a a strong feeling. Yeah, um, Olivia Wilde, um, this is her second feature film. Um, Mm -hmm. The first one was Booksmart in 2019, uh, which is a coming-of-age comedy film um, starring... um, uh, uh, Beanie Fieldstein, uh, Kaylin Dever, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Beanie Fieldstein's hilarious. She was also in The Humans and was awesome in that. Yeah. Um, Jason Sudeikis, Will Forte, Lisa Kudrow, you know, some of the uh, Billy Lord, some of just the the big names in in the in the the genre. I almost said in the in the world. In Hollywood. In Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Hollywood again, but I was like, I said Hollywood already a bunch. This episode. I like Booksmart. Yeah, Booksmart. It's definitely the modern day super bad. Super bad, yeah. Minus not as... crude. Yes. <laughs> okay. the, the crude humor do- doesn't uh, come through in the same yeah. way that it does in super bad when it comes, you know, notebooks and don't even talk about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously, yeah, super bad is one of the most iconic comedy movies of all time. Um, and I really enjoy Booksmart. And if you like kind of watch it without being like, 
oh, this is a super bad clone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like Superbad invented the coming of age film. You know, it just popularized it for our generation, I would say. You know, movies like The Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, those movies exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really like Book Smart. Um, and I'm really interested to see how Olivia Wilde does a horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. She did one other movie, which was a short film. Um, called Wake Up, and that starred uh, Margaret Qualley. Um, hmm. Haven't seen that, haven't heard much about it. Um, Neither. Obviously, Margaret Qualley was in The Leftovers. Um, once made. Upon, made Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, but, yeah, Florence Pugh, um, quickly becoming one of the biggest names, um, was in Hawkeye, Black Widow, Midsummer. Little Women. Little Women. <laughs> uh, she was also in Fright Night, if I'm remembering that correctly. No, oh, that right. no, that's Imogen Poots. Um, Fighting with My Family. That's what I was thinking of. The WWE movie. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. About Paige, which I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was fun. Um, I like that one, too. Um, and yeah, uh, I just feel like this movie's going to be good. Yeah. The teaser, even though it's really short, um, it gives like a really transports you kind of in the 1950s. So I feel like the costumes and kind of the cinematography is going to be really, really good. If anything, I'm sure the story will be as well, but at least we have that kind of from the first teaser. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Wilde also stars in it, um, as does Nick Kroll. Uh, so, um, you know, if you love Nick Kroll, which, I mean, if you're a fan of the league, or Who doesn't? Big Mouth is that his animated show? Yep. I think people like that show a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it. Um, Chris Pine, you know, who doesn't love some some modern day Captain Kirk in their yeah. uh, in their psychological thrillers? I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super interested by this. Um, it is a Warner Brothers release, uh, so maybe it falls into that uh, that HBO Max 45 days after goes on streaming um but it's being uh produced by vertigo entertainment and new line cinema which obviously new line's a huge name uh in horror yeah it's interesting um shia labeouf was on this and then Mm -hmm. was taken off Mm -hmm. uh and so was dakota johnson yeah i think dakota johnson had scheduling issues but shia labeouf had his own issues so yeah, it says that he was. Uh, it was reported uh, that he'd been fired by Olivia Wilde over poor behavior and clashing with the cast and crew. That seems very believable. Seems like it's not going to be in that when he does the redux of him watching his whole filmography in the theater. <laughs> this movie will not be on that list. Nope. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this one. It's gonna. I think it might fly under the radar a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. If Booksmart had not been as strong, I would I'd be a little more skeptical. But Books Booksmart is a strong movie, so uh, I'm hyped for this. It's not up there when it comes to, you know, nope. But yeah, maybe, maybe this is the movie that establishes Olivia Wilde is like okay, cool, Olivia. When's your next horror movie coming out? <laughs> yeah, I know that'd be cool. Yeah, so September 23rd, five days before my birthday. Exciting. Nice. Uh, the next one, October 14th, Halloween Ends. We don't got to talk about this one too much. No. We've talked about it a bunch. <laughs> Time jump after the second one. Um, going to be Everyone's the, dead. the end of the this new trilogy. And, uh, man, just, just no hope. Yeah. There's no hope. But it is the three or the fourth one that we've talked about so far that is a remake. Or a, or a continuation in a franchise that yeah. has been, uh, you know, one of the, just a continuation. So, just sad. It's just really sad what Halloween Kills did to both of us. I know. If Halloween ends is just as bad or worse, I really hope they don't touch this franchise until we're, like, really old and have healed from the scars. You have kids and be like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy to me to think of, like, in like 40 years like going back and watching like the original movies in these big franchises like how will mm-hmm. they age and what will people think of them yeah yeah 
It's crazy. Halloween ends won't be one of them. No, it won't. But like 2018 <laughs> will. And like yeah. to explain 2018, you have to watch the original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So in like 40 years, in like 2060, like I wonder like what are movies going to be? Are we going to even watch movies anymore? Are they going to be transplanted into our brains? Maybe. Like, like and don't look up? And are they going to be able to tell exactly how we'll die? Like to a Bronto <laughs> rock or whatever? I hope not. <laughs> Me either. Um, but yeah, October 14th. Halloween ends, and hopefully it ends for good. Yeah. Evil will die tonight. Evil is the dead. Franchise. Evil will die, and it won't come back because it'll be dead. Um, and, yeah, the final one on our list, one we've talked about and kind of hinted at a bunch. Um, yeah. Uh, is one that does not have a release date yet. Um, it is also a continuation of a big franchise uh, and is reported to be released in 2022. Um, more specifically, from Screen Rant, uh, October 21st, so a week after Halloween ends, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting to release another big movie like this right after Halloween ends. Yeah. Um, it is Evil Dead Rise, being directed by Lee Cronin. Um, and, man, I love this movie franchise so much. Mm-hmm. And I love the most recent one that came out. This is up there for me. I am super excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about it, too. I definitely will need a little bit more information, like a trailer. That's what I keep saying for all of these. But just because we've been disappointed by these continuations of major franchises, I'm um, hesitant and optimistic at the same time. So I'm trying not to get too hyped up just yet. But... This movie is going straight to HBO Max, which is a win for us. It is a win. Um, hopefully, that plays into its favor when it comes to mm-hmm. number of streams. I don't know how they measure. You know, you can't do a box office number for a streaming release. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe HBO Max can, and, and Netflix, I guess, by subscriptions. But there, I, there's no way to track. Oh, I bought a subscription so I could watch this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we are not insiders on the streaming <laughs> on the streaming sites um but this is a franchise that was long and forgotten about for yeah. years and years and when Fetty Alvarez did the remake reboot thing um mm-hmm. I was like cool give me more of this now uh Ash versus the Evil Dead wasn't that good wasn't my cup of tea it was obviously a more yeah. comedic approach to the film and like comparable to the second one uh and yes. army of darkness and even cabin in the woods kind of because cabin in the woods is one of the most meta southwest mm-hmm. movies ever made um but there was talk of meshing the universes because there's an end credit scene of of ash bruce campbell reprising his role in alvarez's movie and ideas of Sam Raimi coming back and working on the franchise and kind of crossing over the two and doing sequels to Army of Darkness and, and Alvarez's Evil Dead and somehow pairing Mia um, mm-hmm. and Ash into some badass tag team combo. Which is interesting because you never really got that vibe from watching the, re- the, the, tw- no. the remake because Mia is definitely set up to be Ash. You know, mm-hmm. loses her arm. Chainsaw at the end, you know, boomstick, all that type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But this one seems to be a new story. Yeah, I know. And I, I get the feeling that it's going to be straight horror. When I think of the Evil Dead franchise, I do think of the comedy horror. But the remake obviously was straight up horror and it was very successful. So I am hoping this is going to be straight up horror too. Um, it's interesting because it's written and directed by Lee Cronin, who directed the movie The Hole in the Ground, which I haven't seen, but I heard it's supposed to be good. Um, and then Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are executive producers. Hopefully they're hands-on with it. Um, but you you never really know kind of how much their, uh, mark will be, will be on it if they're just executive producing. Yeah. Um... Also, apparently, Cronin was handpicked by Raimi. So cool. fans of the franchise be like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Raimi signed off on it and was like, 
this guy or nobody. <laughs> um, but I was really intrigued by the idea of combining Mia and Ash together because Jane Levy's Mia is amazing. I love her. It's so good. I mean, everything around that movie from the actual movie itself to the promotion, the marketing, the trailer, mm-hmm. the poster, the most terrifying film you will ever experience was on the poster. Um, it's definitely not that. You no. Know, there are scarier movies out there, but of course you got to market it and stuff like that. But it's definitely scary. It's definitely a good film, um, in our opinion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm really excited for this movie. Uh, it stars... Uh, come on, go back. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Alyssa Sutherland as Ellie. Uh, Lily Sullivan as Beth. Uh, Gabrielle Eccles, Morgan Davis, Nell Fisher, and Mia Chalice. And that's not Mia, you know, that's <laughs> the actress, not Mia from the 2013 film. Uh, and mm-hmm. the premise, as it reads here, says, In Evil Dead Rise, a road-weary Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. Can't relate, because <laughs> I would never live in L.A. Uh, the Sisters reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building. Oh, I wonder if it's the Necronomicon, uh, mm-hmm. giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. So, okay, a seems to be a single mother mm-hmm. who has a, sis, a sister visiting and three kids and the Necronomicon. They can turn her three kids into deadites. <laughs> that is a terrifying concept. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, I agree. I think the premise sounds pretty strong. I think it could be original and I'm just really really hoping that it's scary. Yeah, me too. Uh I think it will be. I have the utmost faith in Lee Cronin because Sam Raimi said it was Yeah. fine too. <laughs> um and interesting premise. Obviously, you know, the whole idea of finding the Necronomicon in a cabin mm-hmm. in the woods. Um was the original premise. So I wonder how they're going to work it into an LA apartment being built on top of where yeah. the Necronomicon is or some, some, the book was moved somehow or something. I don't know. The, yeah, the complete lore is a mystery to me um, and how they'll work it into the story. But I'm super excited for this one. Again, it's a bonus. It's an HBO max release. A lot of the HBO max originals are really good. Um, yeah. I think I haven't finished it, but the new gossip girl was pretty fun. Um, yeah. I liked it. Uh, Love Life is phenomenal. Haven't watched the second season yet, but the Anna Kendrick season is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> the four hours of everything that it is. Um, but yeah, uh, super excited for this one. And uh, the release date not known, like we mentioned, but maybe end of the year after Halloween. Who knows? The earlier, the mm-hmm. better. Cool. You know. More movies now, please. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's our outlook on 2022 so far. Yeah, so Evil Dead Rise is what you're most excited for. It's in my top three. I think. Okay. I think the Black Phone is number one. Yeah. And then Nope, and then Evil Dead Rise again. Scream doesn't count because it comes out so soon. <laughs> Scream does count. Okay, well, if Scream counts, if Scream counts, then. Ugh. I don't know. Like, I'm so excited there's another screen movie coming out, but also, like, I'm worried that it's going to be really bad, and I don't want to yeah. get my hopes up. Okay, fine. It doesn't count. We both know what happens when we get our when we get our hopes up. I know. I'm definitely most excited about the Black Phone, and then I'm really excited about Nope and Evil Dead Rise, but I don't want to jinx it. I need to see the trailers, and then I can confirm if it actually looks good. I'm sure Nope will definitely be good, but. Who knows? Yeah. We can definitely expect it to be original for sure as well. Yeah. Um, And I think Flying Under the Radar is Don't Worry Darling. I know. That one might be a really, really good one. Yeah. Who knows? Um, So, yeah. That's 2022. Let us know what you're most excited for in the new year. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of other horror movies that come out. These aren't the only eight films that we talked about that are coming out this year. There's a bunch of TV. There's Stranger Things Season 4. Um, which will definitely be reviewed. We're going to have to figure out how to break that up as well. I don't know if yeah. we, I don't know if we can do seven. What did we do? Six episodes <laughs> for Midnight Mass. 
I think so, yeah. Um, and we could have done more. We could have done one episode per <laughs> yeah. podcast episode because uh, it was that good. And there was that much to talk about. Um, but yeah, an exciting year. Uh, one that I think we can be hopeful for. Yeah. I am most worried about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> Me too. I have no faith in that one. But, yeah. you know, we'll be watching it, of course. Yeah. I have no expectations for Orphan either. Just, which is, I think, better than having bad expectations for a movie. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I have no expectations, but I'm interested for sure. So, that's 2022. Yeah, like you said, hopefully there's a ton more in horror to look forward to, but these are kind of our early expectations and ones that we have release dates for so that's exciting and yeah definitely let us know what you're most excited about in 2022 let us know if we left out a movie that you're really really um interested in seeing you can tweet at us and give us all of your thoughts on the next year my twitter handle is at natalie zamora with two a's at the end max's is at odd slice so let us know, and Happy New Year's, guys. This has been super, super fun. We've done so many ex- episodes, like Max said in the beginning, and we'll continue to do more in the new year. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.